What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, J Omega, just reminding you guys that we're doing a Roast the Host episode for episode 200. Uh, so send in your voice notes to officiallystreet at gmail.com of y'all roasting us the best you can. Don't be pussy. Go all out. But just remember our hands do work. Uh, make sure you get those voice notes in by June 6th because we're recording the episode on June 7th and then it'll be released the following week on June 14th. All right. Officiallystreet at gmail.com. Send in your voice notes. Don't be a bitch. And that's all I got. Lady again. everybody it's your boy j omega the wash the ambassador the cybertron don the camouflage guard mr bx all day mr ready set go hip-hop's behemoth young heisenberg in the building as well daddy wash legs uh-huh. little poppy ortiz the big blood you know what time it is when you hear that ah uh, and that's at j omega s on every social media network yeah what's going on beloved it's your boy sire the wash got himself the hoodie season representative banging on my chest king of the backhanded compliments all first verse sir sire duke of worcestershire Dripping in spinal fluid. Spinal. Scotty Peppin, Smackavelli, Smacky yeah. Robinson, Washtradamus, the bad guy on the podcast bully. You guys know you can find me on all the medias that are social at Sire SO. Except for Snap, I deleted it. <laughs> Damn. That sounded personal. You know me and Cherry P, because he's popping on the podcast charts, uh, uh, uh. aka the new mouth shoddy, aka the podcast joint. And you guys can find me on Twitter and Instagram at I'm Cherry Poppins. Snapchat's Cherry Pop is 13. Oh, she ain't deleted yet. Mm, yeah, okay. yeah, I haven't deleted it. Yo, on? my uncle, mm. he on it. He's only like four years older than me. So uh. he was like, add me on Snap. And I'm like, nigga, you don't got Instagram? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, I haven't used Instagram in four years. I'm like, well, nigga, you need to get it back. Wow. Yo, yeah. he might only be four years older than you, but that's the most uncle shit ever. Right? Yo, right? Say, you know how uncles are. It don't matter how. Right? It don't matter if he's younger than you. That's, that's just how uncles get down. I'm like, uncle. And then no. I'm, I'm annoying myself because I'm fucking calling him uncle like we're not the same fucking age. Well, he's talking like that, though. He's like, holding it yeah, yeah, yeah. That, like, that, hey, That's uncle. definitely an uncle. <laughs> This is the Officially Street Podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah I mean. Make sure you go to officiallystreet.com for all things Street Official. Cop some merch. We got some new merch on there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We got some stuff for the women and kids. Yeah, okay. I mean. Support this podcast by going to patreon.com slash TOS podcast. Get the exclusive content. We just recorded a little bit of a precast, and uh, we'll do something after the show as well. Y'all know how we get down. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at TOS podcast underscore SO. Like us on D-Blood Clot Facebook. My youth. We need more fuel for the lime green. At facebook.com slash officially street. And remember, you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, TuneIn Radio, Jesus. CastBox, any other place you can find a podcast. Right, I'm man. tight. Not tight. Uh, tight's not the word. I can't believe you just said CastBox. You got <laughs> Yo. So, so, so funny story. Because coworker? Funny, no, no, no. Funny story, though. Yes, because of my coworker, but... I looked at the stats yesterday, and four percent of our listeners listen on Castbox. What? It's only four percent, but it's hey, yo, that counts. It's, they, they, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah I mean, right. shout out to you. Okay. You feel me? All so, right. shout out to Castbox. Yeah. <laughs> All right, you guys might have heard it already. We got a guest in the building, ladies and gentlemen. We have a man. He's an amazing comedian, great storyteller. Uh, he's been on Vice, PBS. Comedy Central. He's Brooklyn's Batman, East New York's own guest star, El Monte. How are you? Yay. Always good. Thanks for having me. No problem, bro. I no feel like problem. We need that in there. Yay. 
Yeah, right. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, Lucy yeah. Kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know yeah, what you're yeah. talking about. I know what you're talking about. Lydia again. Add the little ambiance. I like it. Nah, thank you for coming through, man. Nah, thanks I'm, for having me. I know we uh we're a little behind, but you know well, it is what it is. <laughs> he witnessed us arguing, y'all. Yeah, uh, I, I, I gotta say, I'm amazed you guys have made it 200 episodes <laughs> with the drama that I saw here the first half hour. You need, of the day. You need the gasoline. You yeah, you need to keep, yeah. the, to keep <laughs> the train running. We need the we need the uh, the content. It shows it shows family. That's what I'll say. You we know, that's some real family the shit right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So you're, you're a Brooklynite, right? How, how proud are you coming from Brooklyn? Very much so, man. I, mm-hmm. I rap East New York, Brooklyn super, super much every mm-hmm. day. The, 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 it's, just, it's changing. It's really my only issue with it. Right, but right, right. Yeah, nah, I, 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 I will always rap BK. How is that affecting your, your, your passion for Brooklyn? It, it changing? Is that, is that changing anything about your feelings toward the, the borough? It, it, like, I rep it as hard as before, but before it was like, I could say and people get scared. Now, yeah, now yeah, I gotta yeah. Look at me, you know what I mean? They're like, so wait, do they make lattes over by y'all? They're right, still carrying you know guns. Mean? Yeah, like, <laughs> I, and I, 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 that's why I say East New York because mm-hmm. I gotta specify. You know what I mean? Like, hold on, I'm, I'm still actually yeah. like real Brooklyn. Yeah, you know right, what right, I mean? right. Have you heard of Uncle Murder? Yeah, shout out all the there, time. <laughs> yeah, I get tight. People just jump. Oh, so we'll go visit? Nah, you <laughs> would not go visit where I'm at. They'd be like, Oh, you're from Brooklyn? I was just there for a speakeasy. <laughs> Definitely yeah. not. Me and Sarah. <laughs> 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 Shout out to oh, Sarah. Man. Did you always want to be a comedian? Uh, nah, not at all. Actually, uh, I was a sales manager at a Fortune 500 company. Okay, and uh, I took a class to get better at presenting in public. And at the class show, I killed it. And a uh, comic who was at the show, Roy Wood Jr., saw me. Mm. He was like, "Yo, you fucking murdered! How long you been doing this for?" And I was like, seven weeks." <laughs> <laughs> you know, and he did that. You know, he did that shit that like black folk do when you kill it. Like he just shook his head and walked away and pointed at me. You know, so I was I like, feel "Okay, that. I feel that. yeah." You know, so I was like, "All right, I don't know what I'm doing, but whenever somebody does that, that's my calling." So you know, I but felt I felt like I had to do this. Supposed to be funny. I, f- I was supposed to be funny, but I don't think I was supposed to be that funny at seven weeks, was his oh, point. Okay. So, yeah, like, he, he met up with me after he did his spot upstairs in the main room, and he just pollied with me. He's like, yo, what do you do for a living? I'm like, I'm a sales manager. He's like, yo, I don't care what you do. This is supposed to be your job. And I'm like, word, because I get paid well. You get paid well? He's like, not at all. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but he's like, regardless, this is your job. And then he got he blew up. So I was like, okay, well, okay. at least he's making paper, so there's some type of okay. thing that can happen. So How long have you been doing it? Uh, six years now. Okay. Yeah, six, seven years, just about. I think uh, the first set I did was seven years ago, and I took like a year before like actually actively starting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I kept my job. I hated it, and okay. uh, I, I had like a super hard thought with my wife. I was like, "Yo, I'm depressed. I don't like this shit." Um, and she asked me directly, "Yo." When was the last time you were happy? I was like, at the show I did last year. She's like, so do that. Mm-hmm. You know, the house is paying off itself. Take some mm-hmm. time and do that. Mm-hmm. And I did 250 shows that whole next year. Damn. What? Yeah. You know there's only 365 days in a year. <laughs> yeah. And straight up since then, I've done at least 400 sets every year. Damn. So what? I get up every day. I try to do at least one set. If okay. I don't, I make up for it. But yeah, I try to I try to do like one or two sets a day. Okay. And yeah, that's how you keep your, your, your sword sharp. Are huh? you... Sorry. Oh, no, no, go Are ahead, go ahead. you... Um, on like on, like 
I don't want to say, are you a social media comedian as well? But like, <laughs> are you like on? Do you put a lot of stuff on social media? Nah, okay. nah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't really do that much. I, th- okay. I, I respect it. I think it's a different craft, and I think that there, ideally, it would there would be like another word for it because okay. I, I do think that what they do takes effort and it takes uh, skill to do. The problem mm-hmm. is, is that too many of them don't realize that what we do takes effort and skill, right. and mm-hmm. they try to do it before they're ready. Um, and, and being frank, it almost happened to me too in a weird way, like. Uh, when I got my first TV spot, the This Is Not Happening joint, the Brooklyn mm-hmm. Batman joint, mm-hmm. that was year three for me. Wow. So when that joint hit the air, everybody was hitting me up, yo, G, you want to come do shows? You want a headline? <laughs> and I'm like, yo, I got 20 minutes of material. Y'all saw 15 of it. Like, right mm-hmm. there, I ain't got nothing left, you right. know? Okay. So, like, I got caught out there naked. And that's kind of what happens to social media dudes. They'll do all these funny sketches, but they never develop the stand-up muscle yet. Okay. So then they'll get all these opportunities because they got 200,000 followers, mm-hmm. but yeah. they don't have something to, like, kind of leverage right. it yet. And they have to develop it. Yeah. Okay. Not to get in your pockets, but um, <clears throat> I know you said you still. I, I don't want you to tell me how this much you make it, bro. This is, this is always before people get in your pockets. <laughs> yeah, exactly. right. no, 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 no. Not to get in your pockets, but you know what I mean. I got aspirations of doing the same, <laughs> no, 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 and my no, no, wife no. was like, "I can't do it unless uh, I make this much money." So, do you make between this much, this much and this much money? Nah, nah, I, mean? I don't want to know how much you make. It's just to go back to you saying that you were depressed and still working your job, but you were still, you know, trying to do the comedy thing. Yeah. How long did it take for you to like be comfortable? Like, yo, I could just make my living off of comedy. Uh, real talk, probably last year. Like, wow. it okay. took a minute. Like, I would say five years, six years. Um, and I don't think that's the norm. I think it takes like eight to nine normally. Wow. Okay. Um, I think I got lucky. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, um, bless you know blessings that hit me with the TV placements. I got a lot of those that kind of landed at the same time. Um, thankfully my prior job was sales so I was able to sell, send some like pretty brawlically worded emails to people <laughs> okay. and convince them that I was like further along than I was when certain things landed gotcha. um, but yeah like uh, I would say normally it takes like seven to eight years before you can make pay your bill money still a still a pay cut from what I made before mm-hmm. but I could actually like hold myself down I don't gotta like you know ask my wife like yo you should cover you know the, the groceries this week you know right. I can actually pay shit again so okay. uh, yeah we're, we're at that point now and now is kind of where I make that push to hopefully get back to where I was at before and then even more Gotcha. Nice. And you happier. That's the biggest thing. Yeah, yeah. that's the thing. Yeah. Real talk, like, the, the, my kids notice it. Like, right. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm in a good mood when I'm home. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, I don't got to BS them. Like, you know, like, your whole life, you tell people younger than you, yo, you can do what you want. Right. And right, you're not right, doing right. what you want. I mm-hmm. actually can say that. Like, you know, yeah, I'm like, yeah, real yeah. talk, Monday through Friday, when I go to work, I'm happy going to work. Right. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? That's so, dope. it's dope <laughs> to be able to kind of look into my kids' eyes and know I'm not bullshitting them. Yeah. I, by the way, I just realized I'm about 20, 30 minutes into talking to y'all, and I did not ask if I could curse or not, and I've been oh, cursing. Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. Okay, you cool. heard our intro, of man. I'm just making yeah. sure, you, you know could, what I mean? Like, could, yo, this dude, he's going to make us edit this whole thing. <laughs> nah, 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 nah. We, we we've, been, we've been doing this long enough that we would have told you. Okay, cool. Fair enough, fair enough. I don't know, because y'all came in angry. I don't know if y'all forgot to cover some rules first, you know? We try to do that on air, but... Fair enough, fair enough. So, your style of comedy is more storytelling than, yeah, yeah. like, you know, the, the one-liners or just, you know, things like that, punchlines. Um, how did you develop that style? Yeah, uh, I, I do story-centric things uh, for two reasons. One, um, I don't want people stealing my shit. Being mm. frank, when yeah. you do one-liners, um, in general, it's something that other people could have had a similar thought because we are a community. I want people to know that what happened to me happened to me. Mm-hmm. So gotcha. you might relate to it, but it's my story. Mm-hmm. And there's going to be a lot of people that could co-sign that that happened to me and nobody will co-sign that it happened to you. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Second, it's my way of doing honor to my fam. Um, everyone I grew up with, black folk, Latino folk that 
um, are from my neighborhoods, mm-hmm. all their OGs, their dads, their uncles, they got together and told dope stories. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I'm doing honor by them. Um, everything I'm doing is just what my uncles did, just in English. That's all it is. <laughs> I'm not doing anything different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it makes me like question, like like right now, you dudes are doing a podcast. You know right. what I mean? I'm doing stand-up. And we generate money from that. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. And it makes me think back of like, yo, my uncle was funny as hell. Would he have been a stand-up if he was born a generation before and his father came here? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So I uh, think about like my aunt that I remember she used to like do this fly shit with her clothes and make her own unique gear. Would she yeah. have been a designer, a graphic designer? Mm-hmm. Um, there, So I'm constantly thinking about the fact that there's people that from a generation before probably had just as much artistic skills that we had and just weren't in a position to leverage it because they had to like do a blue collar job to pay for us Right. so I'm doing that because I feel like it's a way to say yo these people did it before me they're dope and I want you to see what y'all been missing right that's that's dope how how difficult is it to put together like a story like that? Is it just is it easy because you're like yo, this is what I've been, to, or does it come to a point where you're like, all right, I'm kind of running out of stories? Yeah, no, I, mm. I not to sound cocky, but yes, it is easy for okay. me, but only because I've done the work for 30 years. Like I was always trying to tell these stories, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so like I, like when I try to teach people, um, people come to me like yo, I need to put together a story for a show, um, and they'll struggle with it, even though they're dope stand ups, right? Because it's a new muscle for them. So and in turn, I had to learn this. Shit. I had to learn how to do the setup punchline joint mm-hmm. without the story. Um, but yeah, like um, during those, like uh, every Sunday we got together at Grandma's crib mm-hmm. and they would tell these um, these stories to each other, like, "Oh, y'all bagged this shit, blah blah blah." Mm-hmm. Yo, my boss went crazy at work, and none of the kids were allowed to be in the circle because they were cursed. They would talk about mm-hmm. sex. They were drinking mm-hmm. unless you had a really fucking dope story. Okay. If you told the crazy story, they ain't care if you were eight, you were in the circle for the week. You good. You know? So, you know, and I figured out, I came in, I tried some shit about crayons, and yo, get the fuck out of here. Man. This kid shit don't work. And then I told a story about, like, beating up a kid in my class. And my dad was with it. He high-fived me. I was like, oh, shit, I could do this, and I could talk about it? And he let me sit on his lap, and I and I, I stayed for the whole day. My, my cousins kept inviting me to play tag. I'm like, nah, I'm good. I'm chilling with the grown-ups, you know? So that became my goal, like, every Sunday. How do I stay in a circle with the adults and so I've been like when I think back on it that's the work right you know what I mean I've been telling stories since back then because I needed to get their approval mm-hmm. that's what's up and that's why my stories still sound like that now like right. when you hear like my stand up shit if most people's review is that it sounds like I'm talking to my boy on the stoop or whatever yeah mm-hmm. I think it should though you know and, mm-hmm. and exactly yeah, it. that's what I'm going for exactly yeah. mm-hmm. that's dope alright I'm a, I don't know how to open this bottle, by the way. How does this work? Is oh, this like off? Just, yeah. This yeah, looks super tech savvy. <laughs> I mean, we're into it, too. <laughs> Yo, for real. This, that, I, that, that, I mean, I know y'all done it before, but that looked way more complicated from afar. Like, it looked like this was this I won't lie, this is the first time I picked this shit up, too. So, like, when I got into Jay's car and we was driving him, I'm like, all right, so does this shit... I thought, and I, then I didn't thought, want to like look in like their eyes. Like, look at this I thought it was a pop. I thought that I, popped off, and there was another top under it. Yeah, no. nah, it's not at all, bro. Okay, Type okay. B, Poland so. B. Y'all gotta step y'all bottle cap game up. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, these dudes is coming after you, man. Every comedian goes through it. Can you tell us a story of you bombing on stage? Yes, yes. Uh, it was very early on. My second time on stage, I performed in a uh, Bushwick before it was what it is now yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah I went on stage at an open mic that was not all for comedy it was just random people doing poetry some okay. people would sing and uh, this old dude it was at a bar mm-hmm. this old dude that was a regular at the bar like literally like 30 seconds in just came 
on the stage to my face, yo, get the fuck off the stage. <laughs> yo, what? I was like, you. I was like, what happened? He's like, you suck. Get the fuck off the stage. You I had none of the moves. I had none of the muscles yeah, yet. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what the, I don't know how do you react to that. Uh-huh. So it was just instinctive. Like, I'm like, what's wrong? Like, why did I how did I hurt you? I actually would have laughed if you said yeah. yeah. he was serious. He was like, yo, get the fuck off the so stage. Wait, so then like your first time around, you were good then? If you My say very first time on stage, I crushed it at Gotham's uh the Gotham Comedy Club has a mm. downstairs room. I crushed it down there in front of like 150 people. My second time on stage was that set. I bombed horrifically. Same exact material, different room. Oh, wow. Um with like eight people in the, in the crowd. <laughs> wow. And that dude was there like like spokesman. He was their union rep and he did not want me there. He came and got yo, me off the stage. That's crazy. What Very aggressive. <laughs> I'm like, what I do? What I do? I was like, okay. I'm, I'm gonna let this go. Uh, That's funny. Wow, shit is. I sat down. Like I didn't leave. Like I just left. <laughs> like, you like, there? I wanted to see. I was like, "Yo, hold on. I'm gonna let. I'm gonna get off the stage out of respect." But I need to know what the standard is. Right, no right, one right. else did stand up. I was hoping someone else went to tell jokes, so I can uh, at least say, "Okay, all right, this dude is killing it." That's what I it did. Is. What I was trash at. Mm. They didn't come there for that. That's yeah, what they didn't came for me. I was yeah. like, "Okay, I learned my lesson." So now, was it more like you were just up there too long, or it just wasn't funny to them? I'm sure it was a mixture of both. Being real, like and, and looking, mm. like I'm sure at the time my feelings were hurt. Like, I don't know, but it was the same shit I did last week. I killed it. But uh, nah, just things change. Uh, mm. It probably didn't land the same way. I didn't, I didn't have the exact same wording because it was my second time doing it. I'm sure okay. there's things I did wrong. Gotcha. Your first set, did you like uh, run it by people or someone beforehand? Yeah, I was, uh, and I still do this now. Like, a, a lot of my stuff comes up from conversations. So I okay. would just mix it into convos to see if people laughed. Um, okay. And also because uh, like I wanted people to poke holes at it, like and okay. that's something I do now because of that. Like uh, if I if I say something and you have a valid reason why it doesn't work or mm-hmm. why there's mm-hmm. a hole in that logic, mm-hmm. I need to be able to defend it further. Okay. All comedy is to me is law. It's okay. literally I'm presenting an argument and I'm going to mm-hmm. defend it. Okay. And I I just need the argument to be weird because it's me my personal thoughts. Okay. But I'm just presenting the argument and I need people that don't agree with me to at least say I don't agree but I get it. Okay. So I'm always just you presenting have a the argument. Person that you go to for this? Uh, no, I, I have several people that I kind of leverage. My wife, I try to do this with on occasion, even though she hates comedy. Okay. Uh, what? Yeah, she is not a fan. She comes out to like three, four shows max a year. Does she think you're funny? She does, but I think she's tired of it. Mm. Okay. Yeah, like she's like, right, I get this. She's this like, is, okay, this is you, you were home. funny yeah. when I got when we got together. And now, nigga, this shit. Yeah, because it's like, yo, like I get this in real life. I don't need yeah. this three hundred times a year. Okay. you know, and then to hear about it, you know, what I mean, so I get, I get her perspective. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I leverage her. I have a few friends, my homegirl Melody, my boy Mark, that I kind of okay. just like bounce off ideas on, and okay. works That's out. Cool. So, speaking yeah. of your wife, what was it like when you told her? Cause you, this is your full time, right? Yeah. This is what you do for the. What was it like when you told her, like, yo, I'm quitting my job and I'm, cause I know you told, I know you said she told you to do what makes you happy, but also bills. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> and they're real. They're, I got mortgages. Yeah, they're yeah, real. yeah. So, like, what was it like when you sat down with her and was like, yo, this is gonna be it now? Yeah, it was. It was especially because she don't like comedy. Yeah, no, nah, it was. Uh, it was. Uh, <laughs> it was uh, a lot of teamwork, a lot of like uh, back and forth on that. I took a year of just doing stand up to see that it was something I wanted to pursue, mm-hmm. and we saw, yo, this is. Um, she saw I was serious about it. By the same token, that first year doesn't pay anything. Yeah. If yeah. anything, yeah. you lose money because you're doing like open mics. Yo, it's five dollars for me to perform. Yeah. 
Yeah. So she was like, "All right, I'm on board with you doing this, but we still got to we still got to eat." Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. So uh, my boy uh, Ricky uh, was a sales manager um, at another company and knew about my skills in sales. So he got me a job as a salesperson, but gave me like the ability to make my own schedule. Oh, so I was dope. able to like pay bills and cover myself at the home, um, and in turn I was able to do stand up. And then uh, about like a year after the Comedy Central thing hit, we saw like how often people were offering me paying jobs that I couldn't take mm. because as much as my boy Ricky gave me freedom, I still had to work. You right, know what yeah, I mean? Right, I couldn't right, jerk right. him either. So there was times where like I'd be like, "Yeah, I can't take that job because it's four days in Philly or yeah. three days in Phoenix," you know, and it's so far out that like I just couldn't leverage the, mm-hmm. the situation. Right. And she saw that for a year, so we like planned for it. We're like, "All right, this whole year, let's save up some money and let's make it realistic." And then the following year, I got a second uh, Comedy Central spot, and she was like, "All right, this is for real. Let's check it out." Um, and on top of that, for the second one, um, I actually flew her out with me. Mm. The first time I mm. went solo because I wanted to focus. I spent right. four days in L.A. and I never left the hotel. I was okay. just rehearsing my Brooklyn, Brooklyn Batman joint mm-hmm. in the room. Mm-hmm. The second time, I wanted her to kind of see, yo, this is why I yeah, need to yeah, do this. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I brought her out there. She met all the comics. and mm-hmm. They told her, yo, this dude is next. Mm-hmm. Um, she saw me leave the first taping when they were doing the line for the second one and saw fans come up to me mm-hmm. from the last year's joint. Mm-hmm. Like, yo, we came to see your joint. Yo, this is crazy. Yo, I met Brooklyn Batman. So she sees like everyone saying that to yeah. me. She's like, I-, I see why you're trying to like do this and um, that it's leading somewhere. Um, and that makes it easier for her, right. just being real. Like, uh, I-, I feel like your woman will ride for you, but you have to give her yeah. like hope. You have to give yeah, her a reason yeah, yeah. to. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, from there, uh, that next six months, um, I made decent money, but still not enough, in my opinion, to uh, compensate what I was doing before. And I doubled down. I said, yo, this is where we at. Um, and this is what I'm trying to get to. So I literally treated it like business. I started giving mm-hmm. her like quarterly reports. Right, right, I'd be right. like, yo, this is how much I made this month. This is how much I made this month. This is how many shows I did to get that until it made sense. And she's like, that's dope. And I did the same with my dad, by the way, because me and him buy property together. Okay. So I had to, like, he had to see the same thing too. He's like, All right, I'm, we're, I'm taking a hit right, in right, terms right. of what we could buy because you're yeah. doing this. This needs yeah. to make sense. Right. right, right. That's what's up, man. That's yeah. cool. Communication is key. It's yeah. valid, yo. It is. That's, that's dope. Um, so you put together an album. Can you tell us, you know, where did you even get the idea? How was it putting it together? You know what I mean? Because I'm sure it has to be a little bit longer than just a regular set. Yeah, can you yeah. just tell us about the making of it and all of that? Yeah, um, it comes back to what we were talking about before. I really mm-hmm. wanted to, like, do honor to, like, my parents and to my neighborhood. So yeah. uh, um, I, I sat down and I thought what would be the best way to tell that story and what would be the theme of it. And um, Immigrant Made kept popping up in my head. I wanted mm-hmm. to talk about the fact that, for the most part, everyone I grew up with, their parents came here for us. And um, that's what East New York is to me. And that's why it's still, in my opinion, still considered a hood. I don't mm-hmm. think it's a hood. I just think it's a neighborhood where black folk, where brown folk go there to first establish roots. That's all it is. You know, gotcha. I grew up with a whole bunch of folks that their parents just got here so that they could hold us down. And so I wanted to do an album that kind of showed love to that before it stopped being true for me. You know, like I didn't want to like get like disconnected. Like what if I blow up and then I can't like leverage that hunger anymore in, right. in like, my set yeah. so i felt like it was time to do that now and uh do it when it's the most truthful for me so um i literally just planned out the album based around uh stories of all those different generations so i want to tell one about my mm-hmm. grandpa doing crazy shit when he got here uh i spoke a little bit about my parents when they came here and their yeah. motivation uh me as a kid and then me as a grown-up with my own kids i wanted to just tell like the stories of uh, all that and also I just think it's dope because it shows the benefit of being an immigrant like literally you have like a struggling like 
couple to get here yeah, to yeah, like yeah. this dude complaining about his kids because he's paying for their private school and they're smarter than him. You know, like mm-hmm. that's like two generational mm-hmm. changes right there. That's mm-hmm. incredible. Only possible because we let people hit. Did anybody in the wheelchair show up for the tape? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that. So, yo, that wheelchair. So, yo, so for those of y'all that haven't heard this, I, I tell a joke about uh, uh, this dude that shows up in a wheelchair and he's trying to tell me he's going to show up with a crew of people. You know, and I was scared because I was taping it. You know, and if you tape a comedy show, you usually record it twice and you cut between the best takes of both shows. Right. Mm. Okay. But he was only showing up to one show. So he's like, yo, me and my boys is coming through. And I'm like, I can't have, you know, 20 dudes in wheelchairs at one show <laughs> and then no wheelchair people in the next one. Because then when I cut to scenes, people are going to be like, yo, where the wheelchair people go? Yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah, look at that. I feel like you wouldn't unless you know, like if you see wheelchairs, it's going to stand out. I'm telling you, like if it's ever like regular people, you don't notice it. Like, oh, you just cut to this scene, this scene, whatever. Mm-hmm. But if one time he cuts to the left and there's nobody in wheelchairs, and yeah. the next time it's all wheelchair people, yeah. you'll be like, what the fuck? Is this another show? It's a motorcycle club. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, yo. <laughs> like niggas in there, leather yo, jackets. Straight up. I'm like, yo, what's going on here? What's the gloves? No. <laughs> oh, yo, we gotta cut all of this shit. <laughs> Yo. So yeah, like he showed up. He showed. He, yeah, like I knew he was coming from the day before, and we're like setting up the stage, and we're like, oh shit, we got nowhere to put this dude. So I call him up, mm-hmm. um, and I was like, yo, um, I called him my boy because it's his friend. I was like, yo, I gotta ask a real awkward question mm. about this wheelchair situation, and um, he's like. What do you need? I was like, I can't wheel him into the place. I can't put, you know what I mean? And every, I'm like, there's no nice way of saying any of this. I'm like, I can't put him in the front row. Yeah, But he need, I know he's in a wheelchair. Can we put him in a regular chair for the show? Oh, Jesus. You know, it, yes. It's all, and, then, and then on top of that, like, he's a short dude. So as is, like, he needs to see. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I'm like, yeah, I don't know what to do here. And... I don't know how to ask this question, but would you be okay if we helped you into a regular chair for the show? He's like, yeah, of course. I'm good. I'm here. I'm, I, I love what you do. I'm down. I was like, cool, cool. He's like, yo, I'm coming 20 deep. <laughs> and I'm like, yo, hold on, hold on, hold on. You bring in other crews with wheelchairs? He's like, nah, man. Your wheelchair people have friends that walk. <laughs> yo. Yo. He's like, I'm handicapped, but my friends are fine. Like, okay, okay, that's fair. Valid point. Yo, valid point. That is fucking hilarious. Well, yeah. Oh my he God. came through, he sat down in the regular chairs in the second row during okay. one of the tapings, but he held it, he held it down. Dope, dope. Yo, you 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 used to do a podcast, right? Yeah, yeah. You I had stopped. a podcast. Yeah, Stoops mm-hmm. of Stages. I stopped actually when I started uh, getting a lot of out of town shows with uh, okay. with the second one. I'm hoping to bring it back. Um, okay, but yeah, I did a ton of interviews um, with a whole bunch of artists that I, I, I really like believe in, and they're actually if you look through it now, a lot of them are popping off. You, mm-hmm. you got a uh, Anna Suzuki has done like ten different TV spots. Uh, Abby Feldman did, uh, just did Just for Laughs, as did John Mulaney. The, the, that's the biggest comedy festival there is in the mm-hmm. world. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there is definitely like a who's who of people on that joint and you're gonna bring it back yeah i'm hoping to do that back in september uh just because i want to i'm building my own studio space in uh, east new york that i want to be able to like record and leverage that in. i got like three different weekly series that i'll be launching but that'll be one of them That'll be uh, nice. yeah the other one will be without question in my opinion the most hood thing that will hit <laughs> you too i'm very excited i'm doing a series weekly uh, it's gonna be called uh, Live from the Fried. Okay. We'll be doing okay. uh, live interviews with people buying food at Crown Fried Chickens all throughout <laughs> New York. Okay, I like that. You know what I mean? I, I like that. that. It's gonna be real. 
And I'm going to be like, I'm giving away chicken. I'm going to be paying for orders, depending on how they answer questions related to Crown Fried Chicken history. And I like Crown Fried. I like Crown Fried. Come through. What Crown crown Fried history do you know? In the Bronx, I grew up right next to a Crown Fried Chicken. I'm saying, like, what's the the history? We got to ask a question. We going to know. Can we just do one question? No, 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 no. I want to be on you, but hit me up when you do it, though, because I want to be a part of it. We'll do. I used to eat that Crown every day. Crown is fried. Every single day. Every single day. Yo, not too long ago we was on the block and we was just like damn we're hungry and we was just like crown fried chicken <laughs> it's been a minute it was like, <laughs> I, got Yo, I walked past, first of all I had to catch my bus at 10am to get here mm-hmm. I walked past, past the crown fry they was cooking already Yo, they don't play. They don't play. Yeah, yeah they ready they don't I was play. like damn this thing is crown for a reason that's how big of a crown fried chicken man I am Like, that's how much they love me over there I went into a crown fried at like 10.30 in the morning Mm-hmm. And for me, it was late. You know, I'd stayed up the whole night. <laughs> right. I had to stand up. So I'm showing up and I see they had chicken. They had mm-hmm. like two chicken breasts left. So I was like, yo, let me get the chicken breasts. And dude looked at He's like, nah, I can't do that to you. I was like, why not? He's like, that chicken from last night, boss. I like you. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I can't lie to you guys. So that chicken is, is, is overnight chicken. He knew man. your name. He's yeah, like, I can't no do good. it to you, man. I'll, I'll make you new chicken if you want. I'll make you some breakfast. We're doing breakfast now. But as, as a man that loves you and loves that you come here, I can't give you day-old chicken gas. You got, you got the Akis in yours? Oh, of course, yeah, of course. You got the Akis with the mad arm hair with nothing covering it. <laughs> you got to have. You got to have that. always roll the fuck up too. You got to check your fries. Like, let me make sure. Why Why do they have the plastic glove on one hand and still <laughs> hold everything with the hand? I have no, bro. I'm like, I just handed you cash. You counted it with the glove on, my shit, G. Shit. Like that. Yo. Shit is crazy, man. And then they take off the glove oh to, like, take the phone call and they put back the same glove <laughs> I'm like yo none of this makes sense to me do you realize how we play without help because you're not see this all the time oh, you're like it's flavor <laughs> it's regular yeah, yeah. of course it's flavor I wouldn't have it any other way like, not exactly you got switch your gloves I don't trust you as a crown fry <laughs> yo bro why you got two gloves on <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck you trying to do with me <laughs> Jay, yo, that's your... sire, I can't oh, <laughs> so outside of comedy what, and buying property what are other things that you are into. I don't do much else after that. Being real, okay. I I, uh, I try to spend quality time with the fam. Um, I, I try to go to the movies as much as I can. I don't really get to do that much lately. Okay. Uh, but yeah, just being real, like that's a lot. Okay. <laughs> like it takes up all of my time. Um, I got uh, two properties of my own, and between me and my dad, we manage eight joints. Mm. Um, so you're looking that's at big. like that's yeah, big. it's like twenty yeah. tenants in uh, Brooklyn, and uh, the, and and being frank, that's a big part of why I was able to do comedy a long time. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. if I mess up and nothing works out, it's where my future is, and it's where my okay. kids' future is. So I, I need to treat that with respect. Um, so yeah, it takes up a lot of my time doing that. Um, and then also being frank, I do like being married. I like to okay. stay that way. So uh, I, I, you know, <laughs> so I, I have to be available, do quality time, and, and same with the kids. So uh, yeah, like I don't have much more after that. How many kids do you have? Uh, two. I got oh, a okay. nine and a ten year old, and they're my world, and they're why I do stand up. So okay. um, yeah, like if I don't uh, if I don't give them any you know quality time, it it, it shows. And mm-hmm. uh, being like, because there's this whole like misconception about like. Uh, like a balance, like life, like work-life balance. I don't think right. that exists. It, okay. it, it, it's not real. I feel like uh, when you have like quality family and you have a job you like, what ends up happening is you go a hundred percent at one thing, mm-hmm. and the other thing you kind of like get by on, and then you switch. 
You know, like you can never do like, yo, 30 hours of this, 30 hours of this, because you're never going to crush either one. But in turn, when you're at one, that needs to be your focus. So I feel like right now I got three things that I can do that with. If I add another one, I won't be able to like get to all of them on time. So every now and then my houses get all my focus. Uh, The majority of the time comedy gets my focus. And then thankfully my wife and my kids are patient enough to be third on that list. But when they when I get to them, they get my A game. So if I added anything else, I, I I know that they'd be the ones taking a hit, and it just wouldn't okay. be fair. Right. That's dope. So you you've been on Comedy Central. You put out an album. You had a podcast. You want to bring it back? Yeah. You getting ready to do the the, the Crown Fried Chicken thing? <laughs> <laughs> what's 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 next though? Besides that, with your comedy, do you have like an end goal? Yeah. What, so so uh, I definitely want to do the Crown Fried Chicken thing. Um, mainly because I, I feel like it's one of the. Uh, I want it to be kind of like a timestamp, like a signature of like right. Brooklyn, Bronx, Harlem, Queens yeah, yeah. of what it is now. Because right. I don't think it's going to be that in 20 years. I feel like the neighborhoods we grew up in aren't going to exist in the same way that they are now. So that's yeah. part of why I'm motivated to do the Crown Fry thing. Um, and that's kind of an extension of what I want to do next. I want to do a sitcom and I actually want to do a real serious series like on some like the shy, the why shit about East okay. New York. That'd be um, dope. Yeah, so... Uh, I really just want to continually tell authentic stories about people that look like me. That's dope. That's really what it comes down to. So I want to do that in every avenue. I feel like I've done that uh, with the special. I'm going to do a few more things with the special medium. Um, And then uh, same thing, I want to do that with a sitcom and I want to do it with a movie and a series that's a bit more edgy in the future. Do you have like a a grail goal? Like your your biggest dream is to do a movie or your biggest dream is to direct a movie? You know what I mean? Like do you have one of those like dreams um that involve comedy well i i felt i did but i feel like that that always changes when i get to a new thing like right. if you would have asked me that four years ago i would have said to get on comedy central and right, now it's right. like i got that yeah you know and that then it was like to get on comedy central again and i did that two more times then, so what is it now right now it's the sitcom like i okay. want i want to write for a show and i want to have my own show i want to tell my own stories um and i know that once i get even remotely close to that that's going to change um, but yeah, it's just constantly about telling more and more authentic stories of people that look like us. Um, I, I really just want to put pressure on middle America to constantly think about the fact that um, everything they dislike about us or that they don't know about us is exactly what they were two generations ago. Mm. You know, mm. and when you view it that way, because you see the sim, because that's what's happening. Like with the, like I did a joint on PBS. Mm. Almost all the audience there was uh, white folk from Middle America, mm. and they love the stories and they connect with it. And I make a point to upfront say it's an East New York story, mm. but after mm. that, it's just a dude that's doing everything he can to take care of his wife. Right. You know. So once you see it in that spectrum, then. When you go to you know uh, vote in the in the booth a couple years later, mm-hmm. it's kind of mm-hmm. hard to ignore that dude, you know, because now you know him as a human. Right, right. I right. feel like there's a disconnect in this country because they don't know us, you That's know, and they, you know. So I'm constantly doing humor from that perspective. I want people to see that we're like we have the mm-hmm. same struggles. Mm-hmm. It's just we're here. We're from different places. Yeah. yeah. So we know that comedy is kind of tough to get into. Do you have any advice for any people who might be interested in doing comedy or like up and coming comics? So I actually disagree. I feel like comedy is the easiest art to get into. It's the hardest really? one to make a living from. Okay. Um, but uh, if you genuinely just love doing it, it is mm-hmm. super easy because there's no uh, barrier of entry. You literally just say, I want to try jokes. Okay. There is a list of open mics. Uh, Bad Slob is one website. There's a few others. But there's literally... 15 open mics in every single borough in New York. There is at least one open mic, I guarantee you, in any city you are that takes place. So 
all you need to do is decide that I'm going to do the work. It's it's tedious work. You mm-hmm. should be writing one to two hours every day and then just getting up, getting up until you get good. Okay. Um, and you should work on your craft daily. Um, another thing that I want to point out, and it hurts me in particular with like hip hop. I'm a huge hip hop fan. And I feel like uh, one of the things that people struggle with is uh, this idea that um, in order to be a real uh, musician or a real comedian or a real artist, period, is you need to only pay your bills from that art. I don't believe that. Mm-hmm. I happen to be lucky enough that I can, but if uh, for the rest of my life I made 10000 a year telling jokes and I had to have a job, mm-hmm. I would still consider myself a comic. Okay. For some reason, with a lot of art forms, rap is a huge one, in my opinion, that struggles from this. Unless you pay all your bills from it, you're not considered a real MC or a real producer. Mm-hmm. I feel like every other art form in the world is respected if you're doing it regardless of if it's your only uh, source of income. So if you genuinely believe that what you're doing is dope, figure out a day job that lets you do it right. and okay. just keep doing it regardless okay. of. So if you want to be a comic, just because you want to be a comic, you like being funny outside of paying your bills, there's no reason why you can't. Now, if you want to pay your bills from it, you know, good luck. It is fucking hard. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's a different question. You know, that's a whole struggle and, that, and that's going to take real work. You'll probably have to move to like one of the three major cities, Chi-Town, mm-hmm. New York, and LA. Mm-hmm. Um, and you'll have to do a lot of work plus get lucky. Right. Um, I think anyone right now, thankfully, if they do the work, can get to a point to where they make 50 to 70K. Mm-hmm. Um, becoming Kevin Hart, Dave Chappelle, that level, that takes uh, that level of skill a mm-hmm. lot of luck and you know just being unique and mm-hmm. that's a lot of things to kind of beg for but we are in a real unique space now where any art form you could figure out a way to pay bills mm-hmm. and I think that's dope yeah. you know we couldn't have said that 20 years ago you know right. like mm-hmm. any art form you had to be like god mode to get in yeah. now you could just be I or now you could be good but be niche yeah. You know, like I, I got 200,000 fans, but now I could pay my bills. You know, that's mm-hmm. crazy. We couldn't have said that before. Mm-hmm. Right. So I, I think a, a lot of people got to reconsider what their idea of I made it as a comic or mm-hmm. I made it as an artist, period, and what that is. I want to mm-hmm. be a comedian when I'm 40. Yeah? Mm-hmm. You swear why, you funny. Why the hold up? Because I need more stories. <laughs> but they happen all the time. I know. I'm just gathering them up. You tell them here, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, but not Supposedly. All not all okay. of them. So, <laughs> real talk, more stuff to talk about. Every single day I write down something that happens to me at the end of the day. I don't care what so, it is. So, you know what I do? I, I do that, but I write the best thing that happened to me that day. Okay, okay. But I don't know how to make it funny. And that's okay. You, you can figure that out later. And I feel like my coworkers be gassing me and they always they be make gassing. me sound like I'm funny. You see, I'm wrong when I keep it real with you. But then you know that they're lying to you. No, they're not lying. They lie. I think it's because they're white. And I think it's because Wrong I crowd. the how I say things okay. comes off really funny. Okay. But yeah, I want to be a comedian when I'm forty. You okay. want to be the only one. I, I forgot I was I saw some damn, I forgot the comedian's name. But I think he said he started at like damn near in his forties. Yeah, you, you just have I mean? more so, stuff to talk about. You know, you know, I've 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 had thoughts. To, I, I never say it, but I've had thoughts about being a comedian because I consider myself naturally funny. But at the same time, I'm like, I ain't that funny. So like, I, I'm funny. I, no, I see, can I, make people I, I laugh. I know what you're saying. You know what because I mean? Because I feel like I need more stories slash I think I would be better improv. I could probably be like a fucking well, Instagram comedian because it only takes 30 seconds. I feel like... <laughs> <laughs> you see? You see? I can make it. You know what I mean? That's a good one. Okay. That was a good one right now. But then that's all I got. Yeah. <laughs> you know what it is? We gas up off of this show because we be quick like the like, all right, boom. Yeah. yeah. Oh, y'all laughed. That was funny. It's right, improv. That. Like, it's improv. Like, yeah. I, feel like I, I gas up myself sometimes, but I'll be like, 
Let me be real. I'm not going to stand I, in front of a bunch that, of people and just yeah. make them laugh. It's, right. it's a different muscle. You're yeah. really good at this because you've done 200 episodes. Yeah. Yeah. I hope y'all are good at that, yeah. right? Like, you've mm. done it. And yeah. now it's just if a different not, muscle. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of money wasted. It's just the thing is, like, if when you do the stand-up show, understand mm-hmm. that the first 20, 30, 40, 50 might suck. Yeah. yeah. And that's it. Mm-hmm. And as long as you're okay with that, you'll get good at stand-up. Yeah. It's just mm-hmm. most people ain't comfortable with that L because it's in front of everybody. I think that's what anything. Like me, I, I do the producing thing. Yeah. When I first started, I know I was making trash. Now, I have a perfect <laughs> story from why I know my shit was trash. I remember I had I had like a little beat CD that I used to like just circulate to like all the rappers in the area. Yeah. And one night, we're at a little party or whatever, and the one nigga was like, yo, you got the CD on you? I want a freestyle. You know niggas always want a freestyle. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, all right, bet. So I put the I put the beat CD on, and there was this one beat in particular that a dude was like, yo, this shit is crazy. Run that back. And then- in the next room over, there was a few of my guys in there that were playing cards. And one nigga just came. He goes, yo, turn that shit off. Oh, He's like, yo, I can't, yo, that shit is, I can't stand it. And I was just like, oh, word. Wow. <laughs> I don't even know what that shit is. <laughs> but it was one of those moments because I was just like, yo, my friends are gassing me. Yeah. So I'm just, and then and niggas like, yo, this is fire. I'm like, all right, bet, nigga. We're going to bring this shit to the party. Niggas, mm. no, it was trash. It was hot garbage. Yeah. And after that, I went in hiding for like a year and came back. And niggas like, oh, you doing this shit now? I was like, yeah. But that shit needed to happen. Yeah. yeah, you just gotta put your time moment. in, man. Yeah, Ten thousand hours, you gotta yeah. put the time in, man. That's yeah. it. Yeah. How many lot- hours have we put into the podcast? I don't even know. There's two. Two hundred? Nah. How many hours are there in a year? I have no idea. I don't know. I'll don't calculate know. it later. Okay. <laughs> you know this nigga well. Right, I know. Man. I know. A full time job yearly is two thousand eighty. Two thousand eighty. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. I know that, but then I'm thinking, eh, I don't know if that'll equate. But yeah, we yeah, ain't at 10,000 like, yet. Because I feel like if we're recording, and but also like um, Sayer coming up with like the show and then like editing, how long does that fucking take? Yeah, like, I mean, behind I mean? the scenes shit, so yeah, it, it like, takes. Yeah. Listen, we, we, we put in a good amount of th- Obviously, we put in three years. Let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let's put it All that right. way. Y'all got I mean, anything else? Nah, you know, before we get out of here, can you just let people know where, um, what we're going to do something after this. Uh, if you guys are on our Patreon, you guys will see it. If not, you're losing out. Sorry. Um, <laughs> but um, anywhere that, you know, where they can find you, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Plug I'm on. the album, all that. Now I'm on all the social medias at Gastor Almonte. That's G-A-S-T-O-R-A-L-M-O-N-T-E. Um, and my album and special are both out now. It's called Immigrant Made. It's mm-hmm. streaming for free for anyone with a Prime uh, membership on Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. Check it out. If you just want to hear the audio, then, you know, that's that's your life. I, I guess uh, you don't like visual, but if that's the case, <laughs> uh, it is on Spotify, Title, and all that other jazz. You know what I mean? Feel free to check it out. It is dope. I appreciate y'all checking it. And share that shit because uh, it means a lot to me. Real Definitely. talk. Facts. Definitely. Well, brother, we appreciate Appreciate you coming through, giving Yo. us your time. Yeah, I mean, we were late. We apologize, yeah. but um, <laughs> <laughs> this this was dope, man. This yeah. was dope. Never Thanks doing another show me. on a Sunday again. Yeah, Sunday is trash. Uh, yeah. It was mad traffic. Yeah. Anyway, I am at J Omega S O on every social media network. You guys know you can find me Sayer S O on all the medias that are social. And I'm Cherry Poppins. You can find me at I'm Cherry Poppins. Oh, and we'll be back with another episode next week. We Peace. out. Low five bitch. That I mean. Yeah. yeah. A 
Young and raised in Baltimore is bound to see a lot Blood on the leaves, blood on your sleeves soon as you leave the block A reason not to get caught up in all the gossip They lying to the mothers, believing nothing agnostic Some niggas undercovers, they faking, I know they not slick They living with trim lawns and big yards, but steady pop shit So they ate the Reggie in the ninth grade and think they hot shit He don't struggle, bro, I heard both of his parents were some doctors Demon stashing her eyes, bleeding, watching the time pass So searching for compass, I know we lost Every action is protocol when the time ends Think it's dope enough for the roll-up, he keep a tie stick Plugged in, I'm like a five stick My pocket's like an eyelid with five licks from Tyson Swollen how I want it, so I'm gonna put the grind in I crock shit like the eyelid, bonus flicks, that's entire clips And now we dragging all over the road It's like the tire slip, baggage look like riot gear Spread across the Dashboard, this the Passover, we split it equal Hit the brakes, slide past the seafood We spitting great rhyme, you dragging me too Skip the state line and snatch your peoples Never take mine, I'm actually lethal But I got a great smile, just action these dudes These diesel jeans, I got them shits for free too Got it off the arm just like a junkie needle I be in the city, but amongst my people I don't really pop unless I really need to Four drool, a nigga talking Hebrew Diamonds busting, let them have discussions When the sun be on them, they be looking see-through Death was just you fucking with the leader They keep it really, real, really running with the loaf Y'all know Biggie deal, not bad Boys, y'all a joke We keep it sticky still We feel you niggas need to smoke We been missing plenty meals So I'll pause at your throat